I love the nation of Nigeria. It is absolutely stunning. And today we learn more from my friend, Izzy. when all of a sudden somebody just has a gift. Well, this is something that's interesting. It is in 2 Timothy verse, chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But I want to go back one verse where it says, Therefore I remind you, stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now keep that in mind because there are gifts that God gives each of us. And our lives may not start off liking God. We might start off kind of resenting him for all the things he's done in our life. We're kind of mad at him. But you know, God has a way of correcting our thinking, of helping us to think correctly about who his spirit is. And that's exactly what happened in this particular story. Easy O'Hero is one of my favorites. He's a good friend. Let's listen. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. That's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W, 5G2. That's box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W, 5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. One of my favorite places in the world is Nigeria because of the people. I like Nigeria because of the people. And that is fascinating. And uh, as we go forward, we have a guest here, a friend of mine. And uh, Easy Ohiro is his name. Easy, welcome. Good to have you here. My pleasure, Pastor Rod. I'm glad to be here. You're from Nigeria. Yes. And let me ask you a question, a couple of questions, just to find out your how you got here and all of that because there's a lot to talk about in the all next right. few minutes okay you were born in nigeria where did you live in nigeria well when i was born i was in the area called delta i was born in delta in a, in a city called Wari. that's the way you have the oil the refineries so you were born in the the oil oil refinery area yes um and did you 
when you were born, were there brothers and sisters? Yeah, actually, I was the last child of my mom. We, my mom had four children. Four? Yeah. So you were number four? Number four. The youngest? The youngest. <laughs> so uh, my question was, did they get themselves involved in any Catholic work or any, any churches like that, or were they just people that didn't have religion or didn't have anything going on? They okay. I, I like this question because uh, my parents were actually. Um, I come from a from a home where my my dad was born in Anglican uh, from Anglican setting. Anglican. Anglican. My mom Baptist. Anglican and Baptist. And Baptist. Then I went to an elementary Catholic school. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Anglican, Baptist, and Catholic. Yeah, me and my siblings, we went to, uh, through the uh, Catholic school. Uh, so when we got back home all the time, it was like chaos. <laughs> my dad talks from the Af Anglican perspective. My mom keeps saying, I don't know what she's, he's talking about. I am Baptist. And in the Baptist church, we operate this way. Well, my siblings would be like, our Reverend Father or Reverend this told us how to do this and that. It doesn't, you know, conform with what you guys are telling us here. So there was a lot of confusion. But I went to the Catholic school, but I had no connection with anything that they talked about in the house. I was like a street guy. I wanted to be with people out there. I didn't want anything to do with church. I didn't want anything to do with religion whatsoever. As far as you're concerned, religion was, was just something irrelevant to you. It had no relevance. Do you know why? My parents separated when I was only five. So wow. I was very angry. I thought, what do you want to talk to me about God when my if God was really who he was or who he says he is, I wouldn't believe in this life. My early years was like hell mm. because I needed my mom around me and I only had to see her when I was on holiday. So you, you are processing all of this the way you, best way you can as a young child. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, a Baptist and an Anglican and they split up and all of that. So this is, you're, you're putting this on God. You're blaming him for all your trouble. And that was difficulty in your home. Oh, yeah. So you came to a place where you kind of didn't like God. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was it. Yeah. So now you're going forward. And as you go forward, um, what happened uh, in the city you were lived? Did you move or did you? Oh, yeah, we moved. My dad was um, a, a government figure and uh, we had to move every time he got transferred. So he was transferred a lot, and yeah. he moved around the nation the a lot. The nation, yes. Wow. Did you, did you ever go outside the nation for any reason? Uh, no. So you were primarily stayed you know, in, in, in Nigeria. In Nigeria, yeah. And uh, so the first time you came out of that was to go to Canada? Yes. We'll talk about your wife uh. in a minute. <laughs> we, but, but it's important to know the settings of this. So hmm. as you grow up, you know, you get into your teen years and all of that, and hmm. you still have this trouble. Did hmm. you carry that feeling against God in your teen years? Do you know what happened? Let me share this with you. I had a friend, a young a classmate. He was my age. You know, we were in the same class. That guy, his dad was the keyboard player in their church. And he was 
talking like the pastor who was we see on television. And I'm thinking to myself, how did this guy know what to say? And how, how did he get to this point where he's only 12 years old and he's preaching? But do you know what happened? When he came to my house to try to talk to me about God, I, I was very, I could beat him up. So I always, you know, roughened him up, like, get out of here. I didn't want anything to do with God. But I knew in my heart that I loved what the gift that he had. But you didn't tell him that. I know I didn't. But you had a secret inside. <laughs> yeah. So, so did you, how long did uh, you have this friend? Uh, well, we grew up together and he's still around. I, but I don't have his contact to really tell him. <laughs> I don't have that contact. So, but I can find him. I know I can find him. Yeah, Yeah. well, that that is very interesting. So this was in your teenage years? Yes. So what did you want to do? Uh, you, did you want to become an oil worker? Did you want to become... No. I, that question got me by surprise, really, because I didn't, I didn't have a plan. Let me put it that way. I'd had no plan. I, had, I just thought I wanted to be, I was actually very promiscuous too. Mm. No plan. I just thought I could live just the way I wanted. So was, that's how you were operating. You do whatever you yeah, want, whenever yeah. you want, however you want. However I want. Boy, that's a, that's a really rough way to, yeah. to live. Yeah. So then you grew up further and you got into your, when, when did you get married? I got, <laughs> I got married um, in 19... Uh, actually, I got married in 1992. So you're what? How old were you then, roughly? I, in 1992, I think I just finished. I, I think I would have been 20, 28 or 27. You got married in your 20s, yeah, your yeah. late 20s. Yes. So you lived your life like this. Yes, and I was the first one to get married too. And now you're the first one to in get my, married. In my house. <laughs> what in the world? You got married and yet your parents split up and yeah. all of that. So... How did you meet Colette? I met Colette in school. I was in the university. But guess what? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me backtrack a little. My dad passed away uh, tragically in 1987 by the assassin's bullet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was in, in the medical field. So he, he, he ran a he pharmacy. Was shot. He was shot. So he ran a pharmacy and he, you know, they, they came took some money and eventually somebody just, you know, pulled the trigger and shot him. And that was even more uh, severe to me in, in terms of my spiritual growth because I was thinking to myself, if God really exists, my dad won't go this way. So I didn't want, at that point, I became very, very rebellious. So you are, so you're, you're it just keeps going the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Worse, but, worse, 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 God yeah. is worse, worse, worse. Yeah, but God was talking to me. I, could, I knew God had God wanted me, you know, for Himself. You know, He wanted me for something. Why? Because when I when my dad passed away, I decided to be serious with life because I didn't have any <laughs> any other option. So I went back to school. That's how I met Colette. What were you schooling for? I was school, I was in the dramatic arts. Uh, a department at that time. In so school. you go in the drama, she's in the drama, yeah. so that's where you met. Yeah. Tell me about when you met her. Oh, when I met her, oh, that story, I'm going to try to compress it as much and summarize it. When I met uh, Colette, my, a friend of mine, my roommate had come to me, oh, there's this one girl, you know, she's so pretty and all of that. I'm like, um, 
I wanted to tell you about the one girl that I saw too. So we described the same person. The same person? Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't even try to speak to her because that is my wife. You said that even yeah. before you even... I even told Colin, you know, well, maybe when you have her on one of your segments, if you, if, you, if, you are, if you have the opportunity, she will tell it to you. I, when I met her, I said, you're going to be my wife. I found my wife. Wow. Yeah. So this is, and God's still a bad guy because, you know, he, he's the reason everybody gets split up and all of that. Yeah. So this is really interesting. Okay. So we're going to stop here. All right. Take a break. We'll okay. come back. Now, this is the, the change that's going to take place here. Um, is very dramatic and very interesting. So I would encourage you to stay tuned because in the next couple of minutes, we're going to find out what happened because God, something changed drastically. And we'll discover that in just a moment. Stay there. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. He was uh, involved in, in some very bad things, and uh, he meets or he sees a woman, describes her, his friend describes him, and they're talking about the same woman because his friend saw the woman. And this is Colette. I'm talking, about, I'm talking to Easy O'Hero here. Now, Easy, you're, you're in Nigeria. Yeah. You're going to school. You're in performing arts and yeah. all that. You meet this girl. Yeah. And so, so continue the story. Tell me about this. Okay, so my friend and I, we had to sign, we had to agree on, we had three, we were actually three people in the room, three roommates. And um, the third guy says to the other guy, I think this is the best candidate for this because he really wants to marry her. You know, so my- <laughs> She doesn't even know this, you're talking <laughs> about marriage. They would know anything. And my, the other guy goes, okay, he's still my friend till today. He's in Budapest in Hungary. Yeah, so, and he's always says, you really married her? I'm like, yeah. So I met Colette, and um, when I met Colette, um, she was going to church. I didn't, I didn't like church at that time, but because of the love I had for her, I thought to myself, whatever she has, I'm in for it. You'll put up with it. Yeah. yeah. And then she, we talked a little bit, and she told me how the, you know, her parents had you know, difficult times as was they were growing up. And I said, you haven't seen nothing yet. Mm. My parents, they, it was like night and day. It was, there was a big turbulence in my house. So um, I can associate, I, I may identify with what you're telling me. But I, you know what? I think you should go back home, you know, and reconcile with your parents. So she and her mom didn't used to get along, you know. 
mm. I took her back home. Yeah. Mm. And um, I took her to my mom. I had brought many girls to my home before. Colette, she don't hear this though. But, <laughs> but she knows. She knows all my stories. So I brought my, some, several other people to the house to show to my mom. My mom said no. When Colette came to my house, I was very nervous because my mom was very, very skeptical. I want the best person for my child. And of course, I was the last one. So when I brought Colette to the house, my mom says, this one. Your mom agreed yeah. with you on that. Straight up. This so one. somehow you guys knew. Yeah. And my mom informed my sister, who is also a skeptic, come, I think Izzy found somebody. The day my sister met Colette, she said, yes, this is my sister-in-law. You, your mom, Colette. Or you, your mom, and your sister. Yeah. Does Colette know? Yeah, she, I told her. I took her home. But she wasn't there when my mom told me, yeah, this one. She went back home that evening. And I, when I got back home, my mom said, yeah, you now found somebody. So you get married. Yes. Colette goes back to Canada. She goes back to five years. She got married. We got married. I, I didn't know that Colette was even a Canadian citizen. I was going to say. No, I didn't. <laughs> she, she, we finished school and she said to me, um, I think I want to go to Canada. I'm like. How, no, I'm going to the U.S. to see my sister, she says. I'm like, how are you going to go to the U.S. to see your sister when you don't have, a, how is going to grant a Nigerian the visa to go to the U.S.? She goes, I'm Canadian. I'm like, what? And were you married when that happened? When, when you, or, or did you get married yet? Before Not you yet. Oh, okay. We were just planning the engagement. And when she said to me, I'm like, I, you were planning an engagement. And I'm like, you are what? She goes, I'm Canadian. I'm like, I laughed and I, it was like a joke to me, but eventually we got to see her passport and everything. I'm like, wow. So she, we got married and she left. And then she did the sponsorship and I came down here. So she sponsored you, okay. Yeah. Now, from I understand from her story that, that both of you sort of had this religion thing, but you really weren't connected yes. to Jesus Christ. You, you really weren't. Yeah. She tells me that she was invited to down to her uh, to talk to her sister and her pastor. Oh, yeah. and so tell tell me about that because you're you're the quiet one who's bitter and says God's not right and yeah. all that. What happened? Colette got uh, into a uh, 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 sales um, packaging um, business for traveling and cruises, and we had a conference in Florida in Orlando. And she says to me, her sister had just moved to, uh, not too long ago with her husband, their pastors, to Miami. And I'm like, I don't even want to go to that area because the pastor, are we going to live in the pastor's house? She goes, uh, maybe not, but we, we have to see my sister. I'm like, uh, what am I going to do in the pastor's house? She goes, oh, let's just. Then I say, you know what, anything you want to do, I'm going to. <laughs> I didn't know God was setting me up. Trust yeah, exactly. Me. And then uh, we went to uh, Florida, met with the family. Oh, they didn't do nothing. They, it was such a peaceful environment. They didn't tell me anything about Christ. They just said, oh, is it okay for us to pray every night? I'm like, yeah, I could, we could do that. And then one evening we had um, a prayer meeting because the husband is always, you know, praying around the clock. We had this one that we gathered the family together and prayed for not more, not hours on end, but it was so intense that I could feel the move 
of God upon my life. I remember just going down on my knees at some point and I just laid flat on the floor. And every, I could see people, you know, doing other things. I think Colette got slain or something in the spirit. And I'm like, what's happening here? Then Colette told me the, uh, a day or two later that, you know what? I felt something and all of that. I'm like, I feel the same thing too. She goes, oh, uh, so what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know anything about, I still, I feel, but I don't have that connection. So we went back to Canada and I found a church, but I, I was hungry for, for God. I started having this hunger and thirst for God, but I didn't know what it was until, I, I'm not sure if Colette shared anything like this with you. We lost our jobs. We got back to Canada and there was nothing to do, but I was content. No job, nothing. But guess what? The enemy came to wait for me at some point. I was on unemployment insurance. I was receiving benefits. And my computer used to be the, you know, the, the, my, the channel that I would send my application to every week, my reporting. When I got back home, the computer crashed. Mm. No money to go to the repairer. Nothing. So I just thought, God, you really, that was the, that was the major temptation I had when I got back. Oh, after I thought I had an encounter with Christ, I rebuked the name of the Lord. I said, no, you don't exist. I was so mad. And then I slammed the computer. I almost broke it. And I said, God, if you really are who you say you are, why am I going through all of this? You, I don't believe you. I could feel Pastor Rod, I could feel a nudge on top on my shoulder. Turn on the computer. And I'm like, I'm not turning on the computer. You know this thing is broken. Turn on the computer. I hit the power button on again, and the computer came back on. And I'm like, wow. All the blue lights that were on the screen for, for about 10 seconds, I didn't see nothing. Then everything came back alive. I'm like, wow, he's real. That's when I started to realize that I had that relationship, that connection. I started believing that truly because I dared him. I, I, I said, if you really are, why am I going through this? Show up, do something. Let me believe. Let me see a sign. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So he gave you a sign. He did. And your computer, which should yeah. be toasted. He gave, he gave me many signs to, you know what, my little son, Jesse mm-hmm. was always scared and was seen, was hallucinating all the time. When we got back from that trip in Florida, because I took the boys as well, when we got back from Florida, he told Colette and I the next night and said, I'm going to sleep in my room by myself. He used to sleep in the same room with us on a, on a, on a, on a little mattress. He was scared of everything. So another sign was your son is no longer afraid. Of nothing till today. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. And then my, my oldest son, who was having difficulty with speech, started speaking words. What else can I ask of oh the Lord? Oh, my goodness. The yeah. Lord really did that. He did. So At the same time, and Colette got her job. She became restored. And a few weeks later, I got my job back. And I was earning twice the, one, the position that I had lost. Hmm. So that's that's absolutely amazing. Yes. So 
you're in this church then, you get into this church and you begin to grow in the Lord. You begin to learn more. About well, that's on, I, like I said earlier, I have stories upon stories. I, I went into the church and we had no worshipers, we had no musicians, and then the Lord they gave the revelation to the pastor of that church and said, musicians will come out of this church. And I'm like, musicians, we're only about 20 or 15 people in this church and no one, including myself, has ever seen a musical instrument. Guess what? On my way back from church that day, I went to a musical store called Longa Marquid in Brampton, and a keyboard was on sale. I bought it. Self-taught. Self-taught? Yeah. So I see you playing the keyboard yeah. up on the worship team, and that's all self-taught. Yes. It's a miracle, really, in the sense that I say to people, if I can do this, because when I got born again, I said to God, I want you to use me. And I'm willing to do anything, go any path that you want me to go. And that's how we got into even the ministry that we're running to the movie with compassion for Jesus because Christ had compassion on me. So this is important to know that your life, you started off hating God, but then God literally revealed himself to you through signs. Yes. Your life tells the story of what God can do when somebody makes a decision to stop resisting God yes. and blaming him for everything. And when they make the decision to, okay, yeah. I'm going to go, God, I'm yeah. going to go with you. Yes. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. It perhaps is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and I read it in the opener. Here it is. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. What are the gifts that you have? God has gifted each of us with certain things that only are responsibly brought to life when we give our hearts to him. Give your heart to Jesus Christ today. This is very important, not only just to save yourself, but to activate all of the things that God has called you to do. 
That's something that Easy, my friend, has told us about, and he understands it. It is a very, very good thing to make yourself aware of Jesus Christ. Do that today.